0: Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group. August 2021 marked the 50th anniversary of StructureTone, STO Building Group's flagship company. And since August, we have been sharing stories of the company's history through this special oral history series of the podcast. Now that we've covered how StructureTone began to expand and evolve in other markets, We're picking up our story where we left off at Structure Tone's home base in New York City. In this episode, you'll hear more about Structure Tone's office environment in the 90s and 2000s, and how the company transitioned from a successful family business to a force to be reckoned with. Again, welcome to Building Conversations and episode five of Structure Tone's 50th anniversary oral history series. In the 90s, Structure Tone was in the midst of some serious growth in the New York construction market. Here's Jim Donahue, Executive Chairman of STO Building Group, to set the scene.
1: 1983 to 2003, we were at 15 East 26th Street. We ended up on six floors. It started at two floors, the 6th and 7th floor, then we went to the 8th floor. I was actually the project manager on the build-out of the 8th floor, so that would have been sometime around 1996. We then added other additional spaces throughout the building so that we can continue uh, providing the right type of work environment for our organization as we grew.
0: On top of adding workspace, the company welcomed plenty of new faces during this time. A few of those who joined back then recall what it was like connecting with such a tight-knit group.
2: I'm Rob Leon, Executive Vice President of Global Services, and I've been here for 26 years. I started in 1994. Coming over to Structure Tone when I joined the team, it was very inviting, number one. You know, it was like everybody is, has always been very helpful, very friendly. The culture of Structure Tone was that, you know, you come in
3: and you join a family. Hi, my name is Thomas Gallagher. I started here at Structure Tone in 1990. I am currently the vice president of operations. Everybody at 15 East 26th Street. Um, Spent a lot of time together. We were a young group with some senior managers as well. We were a tight-knit group. Everybody seemed to help each other out. They would share their thoughts, their insight, their their, their education, their experiences, and that's what I liked a lot about it. Just the people alone, the structure, you really felt like you were part of a family. Uh, everybody was very accepting of you. Everybody was willing to help you. Everybody was there to be... Uh, if you need a shoulder to uh, rest on, they were there for you. They were.
4: My name is Carl Anushian. I'm senior vice president. I had a pre-construction portion of the work here in New York. I started in 1993. I came from a smaller firm, so when I came here, you know, as you were getting closer and closer to starting, you started to get a few butterflies, you know, and say, what did I do, and why, you know, my, well, what did I do? And, and then the more you thought about it, you know, I remember I came here and by the end of the first week, it felt like I was never anywhere else. And, and that's not just, you know, that's not just for the camera, that, that was just real, that, that it was the people that made the difference. So, you know, coming from a smaller company, your, your, your exposure to others was limited. Here, you had such an eclectic group of people and such a talented group of people, and you had plenty of characters too, you know? So I think that was probably what I liked most about it.
0: Speaking of characters, we can't continue the conversation about Structure Tone in the 90s without mentioning someone who has shaped the office atmosphere for more than 30 years. Meet Hope Love.
5: Hi, my name is Hope Love. I am the director of First Impressions here at Structure Tone. I believe I've been here 32 years. When I first started, it was part, my job was part of the human resource department. Uh, And actually, there was a young lady, she went on maternity leave, and she didn't return. So I was pushed to the reception desk. And guess what? I've been there ever since, like a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. And at the time, when I tell you, it was like Grand Central, in and out, calls galore. And I answered just as so. I don't know if you remember the old switchboard kind of. But that's how it was. It was busy, meet, greet, direct, answer. Not a quiet minute, not one quiet minute. It was just, yeah, quick pace going on all the time.
0: Besides the phone ringing off the hook, Hope had a front row seat to Structure Tone's day-to-day happenings, including some pretty dynamic office personalities, particularly founder Pat Donaghy and leader of field operations John White Sr.
3: There were a considerable amount of office personalities, especially starting from the top. You had Pat Donahue and John T. White, were the senior people. Um, Also when I started was Lou Marino. Lou Marino was around for a short period of time when I started. And then Tony Corvetti as well. Those were the senior most people in the office. Jim Hurley was uh, in charge of a variety of different things. He had a question, you would go to Jim All very good people, good hard workers, but characters at the same time. The one thing I I do remember, different about when I first started 15 East 26th Street, was the overhead speaker. You knew when you were being called, you were being summoned to somebody's office. I'll never forget John White at 10 to 5 in the afternoon. He'd yell out and just say, please call me, 505. and everybody used to joke around, it was nice working with you. Or it was just for call five oh five, I need a ride home. It was that simple.
4: Well, I'd say when I started in '93, there were a lot of known personalities. So, you know, I mean there were there were a lot of people before me as well. But I would tell you i would say it was the big guys. It was Pat Donahue, it was John White, Jim Hurley, you know, Mike Neary. And then I'll list Richard Hart, Larry Oxman, Joe Capitelli, Tony Corvetti. You know, when you when you went down to that, you went to that eighth floor, you went to, you know, what we would say at the time, you know, the 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 leaders of that, you know, Pat, John, and Jim, you knew exactly where they were coming from. Forceful, powerful, you know, direct. Mike was always steady, was always great guy to work for. Joel, Larry, and Richard, they always, they always had an angle on something, you know, and uh, and Tony was always trying to balance out the personalities across the board. So it was really a, a group that worked well together, but was uh, a lot of different personalities to make the world go around without a doubt.
5: I'm gonna have to say two people. That would be Patrick Dunnehy Sr. and John White Sr. They both were well-respected in the office and in the industry. You saw them every single day, (laughs) and you would say, I would say that they were here first thing in the morning at the crack of dawn, or at least it seemed, and still here well into the evening on most days. They were father figures, both of them.
0: Mr. Donaghy and Mr. White's partnership and complimentary leadership styles inspired staff, and although they expected a lot from their teams, the two maintained their reputations as approachable leaders who did the right thing for their clients and employees.
4: When I when I came here in the '90s, I, I'll tell you honestly who I looked looked up to were Pat and John. I mean, there were so many other, so many players, but I think the two of them. I just looked at it; they were different in many ways and alike in many ways as well. And they, I think, they needed each other. They formed the best, you know, that each one worked off. The strength of the other, and I thought it was a perfect. You know, it wor- worked out well in that regard, at least as an as an employee watching that um, it was never no. It was okay. Let's go. A client called, and it was the bat phone. You know, and, and 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 you did it. You you know, he picked it up, and clients first, and that was always that was was never n- never in doubt. So whatever it took.
0: As leader of field operations, Mr. White was known for his presence on the job site.
2: I would say that John White Sr. was always somebody who I looked up to. He would always be very, I guess, calm and professional with the client, uh, very demanding from from his teams and from us, but did it in the right way, did it in a way that made you feel that you were part of the team and not, you know, John was up here and then we're down here, right? He was the kind of guy who got his shoes dirty and walked the job site almost with you. If you came up the elevator and your shoes weren't dirty, he'd be like, why is your shoes so clean? Right. He wanted to see the sheetrock dust on your shoes, and um, and that had a lot. That was what John was all about, you know. And interestingly enough, I think that's what the industry was more about. Like now, sometimes it's like, well, you know, can you can you write me a report or give me a two week look ahead or send me photos? And uh, it was about really getting your shoes dirty and and getting out there and seeing it with your own two eyes.
0: While Mister Donahue championed Structure Tone's client first approach. One of the many employees carrying on that legacy is STO Building Group's Executive Vice President of Client Relations, Eugene White.
6: I'm sure many people uh, have heard of or were there at the Tavern on the Green parties. That was a massive event um, that, you know, I feel really put the thumbprint of Pat Donaghy on our client culture. You know, I think Pat took a lot of pride in particular you know putting together an event that really tipped the hat back to the client base and showed them our level of appreciation and it was super well thought out uh, but at the same time uh, I would tell you that it it showcased our culture of client first and client you know devotion because if you were anybody at STI uh, you were known by how many clients were sitting with you at your table at that client party so relationships are what it's all about. Um, I always like to say, you know, it is truly, you know, what has made our company um, successful was the, the blood, the sweat, the tears, and the energy that's put forth to, to have client devotion. Um, and that client devotion is never with a brand. It's not with a logo. It's not with a, a, a listing on, on Wall Street's uh, ticker, right? It's with people. Um, And and those people uh, will always remain appreciative if you do the right thing for them. And as they move on in their careers and they make changes, you know, uh, you know, you got a really good shot at traveling through your career with those relationships. And um, what I do for the business today uh, is a hallmark, a hallmark of that. You know, I, I, I learned from the best in this business, in this industry.
0: Those client relationships paid off in 1994. StructureTone began a 2.2 million square foot project at 11 Madison Avenue for MetLife. This was the company's largest job to date.
2: The first project that I worked on when I decided to come over to StructureTone was the uh, the MetLife project at 11 Madison Avenue. And that's when uh, it was MetLife really repositioning that building to, uh, to vacate and bring in one of their major tenants, which was uh, Credit Suisse. Uh, that was my first project. At the time, It was actually the the largest project that uh, Tone had done it was a massive undertaking and it did went really well
4: at 11 Madison the the MetLife job and the uh and one Madison Avenue I think really I was the chief estimator for the Credit Suisse portion of that so Richie Schneider and his team had first come in and and started the repositioning of the building and then Credit Suisse became the first tenant and they came in. So there were many things that we did together because some, they were doing Credit Suisse infrastructure work. We were doing the entire fit out program. So Richie was doing $250 million worth of work. I was doing another $150 million worth of work.
0: When asked about the project's impact on Structure Tone's place in the market, Rob Leon summed it up perfectly. Well, they were
2: definitely really on the scene already, but you know, I think that really put a stake in the ground for them to be more than just a one-floor, two-floor, interior fit-out contractor. Like, this was a major undertaking. There was a lot of structural work that had gone on, and we built new um, uh, con-ed vaults for the incoming power and service there. We cut holes and slabs and put in new elevator banks and stairwells and all that. And that was really something that, I think, made us grow up and mature as a company, as an organization, that really took a step into a different direction and that really put us on the map in a different way.
0: In true Structure Tone fashion, that project at 11 Madison Avenue snowballed into more and more work with MetLife, including a job that Carl Anushian considers one of the most memorable projects of his career.
4: And then uh, it expanded over to the clock tower uh, next door, one Madison, you know, the did and Credit Suisse came in and took floors within those towers and those floors. So we worked hand in hand throughout that time, and it was, Quite, uh, quite a unique time, to say the least. But one of the most, the MetLife, we, we, I was involved in, uh, with, with a number of talented individuals where we relocated MetLife's 100-year-old boardroom from Madison Avenue, we, up to 200 Park Avenue. So we actually cataloged the entire room, took it apart piece by piece, stored it, built a new shell on the 58th floor of 200 Park Avenue, and actually reassembled the entire boardroom back in that space so and it was just an unbelievable uh you know uh, type of project without a doubt but to uh, the all the talent in the company that, that that came together to do that was just to me it was awe-inspiring those are the ones you remember right like people have you know those special jobs what did you do that one to me was was quite unique for metlife
0: metlife wasn't the only repeat client structure tone earned during this time the company's focus on individual relationships and doing the right thing helped them foster long-term, and in some cases, lifelong partnerships with several players in the New York City market.
4: In the industry, we've had uh, a number of people, too, that you know we work with that are still, let's say, our clients today, like, uh, you know, John Vasquez over at Verizon or Tom Farrell over at Cove Properties, who used to be a Tishman Spire, and, and Ralph Mancini, some of the old hymers, or Giacomo at JB and B. You know, we've learned so much from those people. And those are things that you take forward, you pay it forward, and you teach some of the young people that I'll teach today, they'll say, How did you know that? And I'll say, Because it's a lesson learned from 40 years ago, you never forgot it, you know, and you, you keep passing those things forward and hopefully somebody will take the things I say and take a little bit of it and do well with
6: it. I think of uh, one conversation that is at least now it's got to be 25 years ago uh, we had an executive on an account that I was the estimator on and we had just been uh, we've been doing a great job for this client um, We had relationships established at multiple tiers um, the job was going well you know we were getting the high fives. Under budget, on schedule, and I passed the comment uh, to the account executive and I said, you know, we'll never lose this client. And he said, say that again. And I said, "We'll we'll never lose this client. And he said, if there's anything I've learned, it's how easily you can lose a client. He says, things change so quickly and all we can do is make sure that if that happens, you know, it's never been because of anything we've done. He says, we dot I's, we cross T's, and you will lose clients in your career, but you have to be able to walk away from those knowing that we've done everything we could to do things the structured tone way. And you know, sure enough, that one particular client was merged into an, a, a large bank, and there was change. And you know, we lost the relationship for a short time, and I learned that you know, what, what allowed that relationship to progress is when our client went to another bank and called us back in. And there it was. It was like the band got the band got back together again. It was great. And I've seen that play out time and time and time again.
0: Although we've grown since those early days, the company never lost sight of the value of individual relationships. Not just with our clients, but with each other. From mentorship to collaboration, to spending time with each other outside of work. That human element is still what makes Structure Tone a one-of-a-kind team.
5: I don't care what I'm doing, if I'm on a call, if I'm doing something, I see you, you know, and <laughs> I may not say it to people, but I know, you know, we get that connection. I want to give you a smile, and I want you to smile as you're heading in, starting your day.
4: <laughs> I mean, how it started to where it is, I am, uh, I'm very proud, very proud to be part of it, and uh you know, and, and what you learn and what you pass on and how you pay it forward to me is, it's, a, it's our role to teach, it's our role to mentor, and to lead by example. Maybe not all the things that I do, but, but uh, lead by example. And that's how you prepare the next generation. And that's how the company continues to grow.
1: What I really love about what we do today captures a lot of what I loved about our business back then and creating certainty on integrity creating certainty for our clients, for our employees, and, and for each other, um, while sometimes feels corporate, I'd also say there's enough people here with the legacy and focus on um, our culture and the importance of it that I don't think we're ever going to lose the balance that's needed between a great culture and a professional run organization. So I, I like that we've made the necessary strides to be more professional it creates more certainty on our future, and, and that's important, and, and that comes with experience. Uh, we're in business 50 years this year, and I'd like to think we're getting better each decade.
0: We'd like to thank Jim Donaghy, Rob Leon, Tom Gallagher, Carl Anushian, Hope Love, and Eugene White for giving us a glimpse into Structure Tone's office in the 90s. And we'd like to congratulate Carl on his retirement earlier this year. Up next, we'll be revisiting a painful point in Structure Tone's history, 9-11. Stay tuned for episode six of Structure Tone's 50th anniversary oral history series on the Building Conversations podcast.